0: the ones we've been waiting for, for
1: don't forget y'all night. this incredible
0: might be the biggest year
1: of, of all of our lives for the light
0: so i'm gonna see you in night. november incredible,
1: incredible, incredible journey of life looking for the light, looking, looking, for for the light. light. looking for the light WPFW washington Love me, How beautiful love can be On the streets, love is hard to see Gotta reach that frequency. Loving you is loving me Yeah, you know what love is Even found it on the ground where the thugs live My man had to dig deep to find his Couldn't sleep is on the real Face it in crap games Black dames and big faces, cases in court Fam showing love and support You and your baby's mom Thought that love was a sport As men we were taught to hold it in That's why we don't know how till we older men. If love is a place I'ma go again At least now, now I know to go within At times it can take your photo a spin Heartbreak hotel to your home again I seen love make a nigga so pretend Like a story that he don't want to end Yo, how beautiful yeah.
2: Peace and blessings, and, wel- and welcome to Led by Love, where we're reimagining youth justice. This is Clinton Lacey, and I'm joined uh, by phone by our fabulous co-host, Linda Harley Harper. How you doing, Linda? I'm
3: great, Clint. How are
2: you? Doing great, doing great. Another week, another opportunity to uh, talk about the uh, dream and the vision, which is on a daily basis becoming a reality. Right, a new, a new uh, way of thinking about and practicing justice in our communities and uh so always happy to be here and um really thrilled with our uh topic tonight um which you know connects to to our to our community to our people to our families um yeah you know um obviously we we're, we're going to be speaking tonight about the impact of of Kobe Bryant and his life and with particular focus Uh, As a role model in the community and to the world and as a what's being called a girl dad as a father, a father of daughters um, and what that means, you know, and um, obviously, you know, we're here to talk about youth justice and reimagining what that is. Right. But we know that uh, true justice for young people is being provided love and care. And we also know that girls are the most vulnerable population impacted by the juvenile justice system. So I think it's a relevant conversation, you know, and really happy to have the opportunity to be talking about it.
3: Absolutely. So many intersections. And it's been just absolutely um, sort of a shining light Um, in such a tragic story to see all of the uh, media coverage around girl dads and the social media coverage and to see all the pictures of dads and girls and the hashtag girl dad. It's been very refreshing to see it.
2: Right, indeed. And that's, you know, the horrible tragedy, right, of uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi and the rest of the uh, people who lost their lives and their families that were um, impacted in such a huge way. Um, And so, you know, in all tragedies, we rightfully so seek to find meaning and to uh, find a a light that we can continue to shine that will uh, both remember those who passed, right, um, but also, guide us and help us who are here you know to live on, and so uh you know it's really i think important that we have the conversation you know i like like many people, like everyone, I'm sure this is that tragedy was one of those things where everyone will remember where they were when they heard it, you know, one of those cool. kind of situations it kind of marks time um and uh of course, also with the the impact of of hearing about Kobe, but then 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 sometime later in that day hearing that his daughter right that there were children you know impacted as well just took it to another level um you know of grief and of reflection but of course as always we we should, we got to reflect on on the life on the on the experience and um you know Kobe uh as a role model and and part of being a role model also as a as a father and what that meant and what he uh What he emulated and what he showed, what he modeled, I think is something that will, you know, will live on. And it's up to us to continue, continue that. You know, um, it was uh, a lot is known about Kobe, of course, you know, that he was recruited straight from high school um, and, you know, played a 20 year career playing for the Lakers. Right. And of course, that his accomplishments didn't stop with the NBA, you know. Um, a, a very talented multifaceted person um, with many accomplishments uh, including being the first black person to win an Oscar for Best Animated Short for his f- film Dear Basketball in 2018 you know there's so such much a wonderful,
3: such a wonderful wonderful, move. that movie's great
2: yeah amazing you know isn't it and um, of course there was the service that took place a few days ago and just listening learning more and more every time the, the conversation right more and more about him um as a person as a father and so you know we are really uh honored and 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 um to have as guests tonight um a a group of men a group of black men um uh, most of whom are, are fathers um of of girls all of whom are role models all of whom are were certainly fans of kobe and um all of whom Uh, in their own ways of carrying on a tradition um, of which Kobe was a part, that being a black man in a leadership position and making a difference in their communities. So, you know, we're really um, happy to have with us um, a a guest who um, we're happy visits with us from time to time and back again is Tony Lewis Jr. We're really happy to have here. Happy to be here, sir. Thank you for coming. Also, another uh, leader in our community, uh Jason Wallace. Welcome, Jason. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And uh Adrian Richardson is with us as well, who we're happy to get in the studio. Thank you for having me. It's not it's not Barry White. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just wanna want you to know it's Adrian Richardson. Right? <laughs> right? But yeah. thank you Adrian who's a force in the uh in the community as well. Um and and also a slightly younger brother of ours who's um, um, making a tremendous impact in the community as well, um, is Jamel Hines. Welcome, Jamel.
4: Thank you very much. Appreciate you having
2: me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so thank you guys for being here. I mean, I, I think we could jump right into it. And, um, actually, Jamel, I wanted to start with you. You know, I, I, Kobe had millions of fans, of course. So, um, I know, uh, that you definitely were one among them and and a major one and I wanted to talk about in addition to you know you know your love of basketball your your skill at basketball and emulating Kobe but not just the ball player also the man could you talk about what he meant to you
4: Yeah absolutely um Kobe was truly a role model for me and a a childhood hero and then really just as a a role model and still a hero as an adult as well, just being able to understand what he was about, some of the type of things that you really don't get to understand, you know, as you're younger. But for me, he really represented just the idea of relentlessness in every and anything that you do and not letting adversity stop you from what your goals are. And then um, just the idea of hope. And that's kinda of tied into his relentlessness as well, but um just the hope that with any situations you can just can succeed and get whatever that thing is done.
2: Wow, and it it, it was is it infectious, right? It's like uh watching him Absolutely. it really you can feel it, right? And so and how how did that 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 admiration, how did, how do you feel you were able to uh how have you been able to translate that into things that you have done or achieved or are, or continuing to, uh, um, strive for?
4: Yeah, that's a great question. It's just really trying to adopt the, the Mamba mentality, if you will, you know, that it's become, you know, a, a really popular phrase, but it, it was a, a serious, uh, mindset of not letting anything stop you. And i it's like to adopt that whatever I, where I'm doing both professionally and personally and just really try to lead by example with, with everything I do and be accountable, um, you know, for both the good and the bad. And, and those are just some of the things that he's taught me from afar and being able to read about them and get kind of second-hand information Um to those that I know um, that know a little bit about him a little more intimately as well. And just trying to really adapt all that, both professionally and personally, and really pass that on, because that's really what he would want at the end of the day to be able to pass on those types of teachings, uh, uh, that type of love, that type of support to uh, to others.
2: Yeah, that's powerful. You know, Linda, this mamba mentality that Jamil talks about is something that can be applied in all areas.
3: No, absolutely. I think that, um, it's become sort of a, it, I think through this tragedy, it's become something that everybody knows what it is now. You know, it's just, it's something to talk to your kids about, about right. how you want them to approach everything they do in life. You know, you tell your kids, do the best, do the best you can, always, you know, put your best foot forward. That, you know, mamba mentality is, um, something that, you know, when Kobe was here, those who followed him knew what it was. But uh, it's been talked about so much through this tragedy that I think, uh, you know, it's become sort of widely known now. That everybody can talk about Mamba mentality.
2: Right. Yeah. I, I I say it every day to my kids. Right. You know, right. And whether it's basketball or school or whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, I'm sure all of us, many of us are. Uh, Brother Tony can you talk about just your thoughts about kobe and you know um your reflections on the the model that he set and the the legacy yeah um uh, for me
5: it's interesting you know kobe came in the league when i was 16 mm. right so you know he's seen his entire career you know we grew up together if you will wow um and i was personally i was an ai fan okay and um <laughs> so and that was like Kobe was sort of like the antithesis of of AI <clears throat> coming up early on, right? But I grew to love. I, well, I always had respect for Kobe, but I grew to love Kobe, and particularly because like somebody with that kind of God given talent, right? Um, to still work as hard as he did and that's not something that that, and that i found out like after the tragedy like you knew that about him right that was sort of a theme if you follow basketball the work he put in and i think part of that was also him chasing the greatest basketball icon ever which is michael jordan right and for him to be able to um i think early on be typecast as somebody that's trying to be jordan and really carve out his own lane um i think was a uh, a result of their hard work and obviously the t- the talent that he had right um that mama mentality and even we we look at kobe from a situation of him being um spent a part of his life his early life in italy and uh not not matching sort of the hip hop aesthetic that we you know that we that we that we saw in a lot of ball players right say uh, an ai <laughs> and then having guys that came from that culture Uh, initially, maybe not necessarily identify with Kobe, but like his, his greatness also showed us that it was not sort of a monolithic um you know sort of outlook on what you could be or who you could be in order to be great mm-hmm. i think he broadened people's horizon in terms of you know what i mean like their their spectrum on what was acceptable what was it, what was cool all of those things speaking different languages i think through kobe um a lot of that stuff became you know more uh okay for guys that came from communities like mine i know that's the impact that he had on me you know what i'm saying wow, um, yeah yeah man uh uh you know the loss i think we've seen it in terms of how many people he touched and how he touched people in different ways through what he did on the court and off the court. And, um, yeah, man, we will, he'll be definitely missed. Um, but I think his legacy obviously will live on within sport, but I just, I think more so to what you and um, Ms. Holly Harper spoke about in terms of just that, that Mamba mentality. you can take that into every facet of one's life.
2: Yeah. um, Amazing. You know, um, to think about his his multi-talents and as as you were talking uh, Tony around legitimizing like making it okay to be brilliant right to be smart to be a genius right To, to do things that were considered not you know uh cool or what sure. have you not legit like mm-hmm. learn learn teaching yourself how to play beethoven and sure. you know, things it's like that and like what a
5: completely different path and always wanting to be like some so many of us are okay with being good right mm. um i think it's a, a very small percentage of the population of people in whatever mm. discipline that want to be great right that truly are, are driven to be next level and not for the sake of being better than other people i think that's also i think what you want to be the best but you, you're, you're 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 competing against like yourself you yeah. want to you know what i mean
2: the best you the best you
5: yeah exactly yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. i think that's powerful
2: Mhm. Mhm. adrian can you talk about your, your thoughts the impact of kobe and this whole this whole uh impact that he had on uh setting such a model such a
0: so such for a me model. um I, I admire the fact that he didn't care what you thought. Hmm. Right? Um, whether it was a teammate, uh somebody else in the league, um, he just didn't it didn't matter to him. His goal was his was his goal. Um, I, I admired that about him most. Um and he was voracious with it. Uh he didn't mind telling you how he felt. Um I think Shaq spoke about it um at the ceremony at the <laughs> Staples Center. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, like, <laughs> it's no iron team, but it's a me in it. it's a me in it. So, right. It's a me in it. There's a me in it. Right. And he pushed that um, model, and he and he also pushed it after Shaq left. Like, I'm going to win it without Shaq. to proved mm-hmm. that what I said is what I mean.
3: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, so that that was the impact that I, mm-hmm. I loved about him. A lot of people didn't like it because they considered it arrogant. But at the same time, he knew where he was going. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And,
3: and, and, you know, I, I, I think that trauma mentality translates to work ethic. And, you know, we we talk to our young people, right, about, um, you know, hard work pays off. And, you know, Kobe put the hours in to be great. It, it didn't just happen. He was talented. There are lots of talented basketball players. He put the work in to be exceptional. And that's the lesson that I think, you know, we can use for years to come with, with other young people. Um, and even ourselves, right? Because, I mean, the amount of hours that everybody talks about how much he was in the gym is just astounding.
2: It's amazing that combination, Linda, you know, to say that about Michael Jordan as well, like this amazing talent, mm-hmm. natural gifts. But then you... You couple that with this unheard of determination, right? And discipline, yeah. and it's and, and it's, it's such a example of what what can be achieved with that.
4: Yeah,
3: I read one time that Michael Jordan, uh, Michael Jordan, said that he something that he regretted was not showing and talking about how hard he worked and how much he worked to young people because they thought it just happened.
2: Oh wow! And yeah,
3: not really not really letting them know how many hours you really put in to be that great. And I think that, you know, that's what mama mentality talks about the hard work that goes into being great at anything.
2: Indeed. Indeed. Jason, you know, as a, as a a dad and a, and a leader, leader in this district around fatherhood and building family and building community, um, um, please share with us your thoughts about, about Kobe and that.
6: I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I remember, um, I mean, I think I first saw it on social media. And at that point, it was a little irresponsible. It was just everybody saying different things. You didn't know what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time the word came out, um, what had actually happened, and Gigi, and um, one of the things that struck me is that, so I'm actually originally from the L.A. area.
2: Okay. So I'm born, raised out
6: there. So, right. So it hit a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So Kobe, and, and I'm not a basketball fan. So my uh, my admiration for Kobe Bryant uh, wasn't related to basketball. And my cousin called me and Mm. she she lives about five, 10 minutes from the Staples Center. Uh, And uh, she was saying that how many people were just outside of her house walking to the Staples Center. And she said it was like it was so crowded. Um, She called me in tears and the impact that he had made. Uh, not just in basketball, but in the community. A lot of people don't know this. Uh, Kobe Bryant was actually one of the top, I think at one point in time, was the top uh, Make-A-Wish uh, uh, giver. Wow. Uh, and I remember when I met with some folks at Make-A-Wish Foundation years ago, they shared that he would give them like 100 slots a year, and he would just make sure that he spent time with a lot of those kids. And then one one story particularly that one of the kids couldn't make it to him in time and he actually flew out to them so it's like hearing these stories um and hearing a lot of the impact in the community where like the community where like like that i lived and where people that i know and my family was affected by it uh directly um it just hit a little bit different it hit a little bit different it was real close to home um but yeah
2: Wow, that's that's a really um such a testimony though, you know, given that it wasn't through it wasn't through the basketball lens particularly. It wasn't. Right? But I'm yet, terrible at terrible. basketball. I'm yeah. awful at it. <laughs> I'm There's so a bad. Lot of terrible fans <laughs> though, Don't worry about that.
6: And uh but but one thing is like the like the mama mentality is just like I always see it as seen it as like whatever your hundred percent is, you know, like if you if you only can do this many push ups, do that and then do five more. Right. Like go beyond what you think you're capable in doing. To make sure that you're you're putting out your very best, and when you go home at night, you know you put it all on the table yeah
2: that's what it's about all about you know Jamel, I was um with in terms of basketball itself, the game the the endless debates right about the greatest, the goat, and all of that, and uh you know we've all been involved in those conversations, and I think I heard you say Jamel once, and I think that gave me window to the level of your admiration. I think you, people were throwing, it, it was like a sort of LeBron, Michael argument, I think, and you know,
0: yeah, and you were yeah. like, yeah,
2: well actually it's Kobe.
0: <laughs>
2: so, um, talk about yeah. him as an athlete.
4: Yeah, definitely. So I, yeah, I'm just doing it with him you know, I still think uh, Jordan is the greatest, but I just don't want Kobe to be lost in that conversation. Um, I, a lot of Known for him just being a scorer and and so pretty much that, but they don't really understand level detail that he puts uh, puts behind every aspect of the game and his ability to do more. He sees the floor extremely well. He can pass um, multiple time, um, multiple times all defensive teams in the NBA, and just because he didn't pass the ball didn't mean that he didn't see you or couldn't get it to you, it's really because he felt that his shot was the best shot. His bad shot was better than your shot, which you really take a lot of times, especially when you know the countless hours of work that he's putting in taking that shot, which more times than not, um, not to to say that his teammates weren't putting in work, but just the level of work that he was doing and commanding, it wasn't at that level. So I still want people to really forget about just because he didn't do that, doesn't mean that he was not capable of doing that. And he showed when he needed to do it, he came out and did it.
2: Well, you know, that's, that relates to, to me back to Adrian's the statement about um, Kobe not worrying about what people thought, right? And the whole, the whole you know, story that Shaq told about there's me and team. And, and you know, and it's funny and, you know, definitely, you know, has its humorous side to it. But I think there's some... Um, some deeper lessons in that, that, that uh, Adrian was alluding to in terms of um, a confidence and a determination and making a judgment about what needs to be done, right? And by mm-hmm. whom, and being willing to do that and perhaps doing it in such a way or at a time when there may be some controversy. Mm-hmm. Or why are you doing it, right? right? Um, you know, I, I, why'd you write a book? Right. Why? Why are you in that job? Right? Why are you leading this initiative? Like all of these types of things that people deal with. And I think that's a I think that's important not to get lost in this. Um, of, I mean, when we're talking about Kobe, about dealing with that. Right. And balancing that, not being uh, arrogant or thinking you're better, but being clear about what needs to be done. Right?
5: Dude, you and you help. I feel like. To the point of somebody like Kobe, if you're around that, I feel like you you you're forced almost to ascend to something your your version of that mm. right as his teammate or as his colleague if if it's your colleague if if you're forging a path and you're successful, whether you live in that confidence and you're able to do what people did not think you would be able to do um I think just by people feel that energy right I don't think that is talked that's talked about enough how people step their games up based on him. And, and his uh, commitment to uh, being the best. And and I think Mike was like that as well. And I think for, for the men in this room, they've, they've been that in terms of the people that's around them, right? That leadership based on just example sometimes is critical. But that's why you have to, I think, as it relates to the mama mentality, for all of us, you got to believe in yourself enough and set goals and work at them hard enough that it starts to impact those around you. Mm -hmm.
3: No, Tony, you raised such a good point because, you know, I remember in the memorial service when Michael Jordan said, I can't wait. Listening to this makes me want to go home and um, be a good dad to my daughter, be a better dad to my daughter. Mm -hmm. That even, you know, in Kobe's death, he's pushing, right, pushing us to be better at everything that we do. I mean, it it certainly, it, it, it talks, it, the tragedy sort of, made us all think about our own mortality but also just hearing about what a great daddy was you know it, it, it triggered thoughts for everybody that's a parent it was such an awful awful tragedy but it also you know to go back and reflect about what a great dad he was and how he really through everything that he had going on he made time for his daughters that was very clear throughout every story that i've read
2: yeah that that this chapter of his life gave gave us an opportunity to see more of that, right? Yeah. Um, but something that was a part of his life. Adrian?
0: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> even with the piece of uh, he was so competitive about being on time to get his kids right. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like, it's, and, and it's almost like he rewrote the way that people looked at him and consumed him as a person, not just looking at him as a basketball player, as his work ethics, and he poured that also into his family. You know, so everything he did on the court, he tried to take that home. Yes. When the, even when he was tired, like I'm gonna find some energy somewhere mm-hmm. to make sure I put everything in this. I took off this court. I'm gonna take it home with me. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. That was um, very interesting to learn about him. Sure,
2: it really was very interesting and moving. You know, and Tony, I think about when you talked about growing growing up with him. Right, so many of us had a chance to grow up with him, watch him grow up yeah. in front of the world. Right, of being that celebrity status, you watch that, right? And so you watch a young man, a teenager, go through the things that young people go through, and young adults go through, and people go through, and make some mistakes, and you know, say some things that maybe you wish you didn't say. And he he definitely dealt with some level of controversy, right? And people with different opinions. Um, about him, I always felt like and, and thought about it that way, as I do about all of our young celebrities who are in the light, in under the heat, mm-hmm. and we're watching their every move and yeah. commenting on it, right? You know, but they're human beings growing up like every, everyone else, and um, sure. you know, I often felt and it was sort of like he's sort of like a microcosm of black youth in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Certainly with this awesome talent and and on this on the stage, but and it, but also like many people. Um, You know, I think at times he was misunderstood, you know, always felt like that's a good kid in there. That's a good guy, you know, and and as he matured, we start to see see all of that manifest. We start to see him mastering. Right. His um, how he um, not just how he acts, but I mean how he is perceived because he cared about how he was perceived. Right. He was he knew he was a leader. You know, sure. and I thought that was powerful to watch him unfold.
5: Yeah, bro, I went to prom with Brandy.
2: I don't know. Yeah. like Y'all remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah he went to prom.
5: We saw him all the prom, though, right? Right, right.
2: Were, <laughs> right? Exactly.
5: You know, but also, too, like Kobe, like, I mean, like, uh, I think like T mac or KG, <clears throat> Kevin Garnett, they kind of came into the league and were like right stars immediately, right? Right. Um, You know, people forget. I mean, Kobe, ain't got on the court, but he went to that Laker team, Mm -hmm. and he wasn't immediately a starter and things like that. Right. Uh, I think he won a dunk contest or was in a dunk contest his rookie year, but he wasn't like, you know, I think he had a lot lot of people have hype and can't live up to it, right? He – he lived up to the hype. That was another thing that I think that's a, in terms of him and like, I guess like a LeBron, like you come into this league, uh, with all, or, you know, with all this hype and it's hard for people to live up to that, you yeah. know? Um, like a kid now, and I, I'm just interested to see Zion or whatever, what happens with him, but that's a lot of pressure too for a, a high school senior or somebody just graduated it's high school. Yeah. It's incredible.
6: Yeah. It's incredible the pressure <laughs> that you put on them. And it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard in basketball, but we see that, you know, you get hyped in a new job, you know. You, sure? get, you get hyped in different places. Talk, <laughs> Talk about <exactly>. it. Yeah, <laughs> so it like you get <laughs> yeah. that's real expectations. expectations, yeah, are expectations high, and bro. having right. uh, having to come through is, is 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 challenging, especially for a young man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just mm-hmm. by itself, just man. young black man, mm-hmm. and then you toss in a bunch of cameras, a bunch of money, and a bunch of people that want to get in your face that always want stuff is easy especially at a, a, at a young age being immature to, to, to slip and go the wrong direction and invest in the wrong thing so it, you know yeah. yeah.
2: so you know we're going to continue this conversation we're up on a break but really looking forward to coming back to talk about Kobe uh, the man, the legend, the father you know and what that means to us today we're tuned into Led by Love 89.3 FM. we'll be back shortly Back and led by love. That was earth, wind, and fire with shining star. And uh, different traditions have different notions of what happens uh, in the afterlife or after death. Some believe that you become a star in the sky. Whether or not that's literally true, we don't know. But we know that uh, Kobe Bryant's a star continues to shine over us. And with that said, let's talk about Kobe the, the father. Um, you know, I was thinking, Linda when that happened, and many of us with children, and processing it also had to help our children process it, right? Absolutely. Have some conversation about that. I know you being in a basketball family um, were, you know, were faced with that, and being a parent, of course, were faced with that.
3: Oh, absolutely, and, you know, Gigi, my son is 14, and Gigi, all of his, I really didn't know that much about her basketball career, but my son and all of his friends had major crushes on her.
2: Okay. And so, right.
3: and so they right. all loved her and had big crushes on her and knew about her game and knew about her Mamba mentality. Wow. And um, uh, my son even said, I'm not at all surprised they said she was going to be the best in the WNBA because they already knew that she had that level of Mamba mentality based on her social media presence and all that they, you know, they connect with each other through that way. But, um, yeah, I, I, you know, to try to talk about losing, you know, I heard um, earlier we talked about when we found out about it. I I really wanted to believe it wasn't true, and so it took a minute to really believe in myself because... You know, to find out anything on social media, you have to pause. You know, these days you have to pause
2: exactly to
3: see, to see whether or not it's true. I just wanted it not to be true. But my son was already crying, and I'm trying to figure out how to process it. Um, and we continue to process it. Um, and he was mourning for, for both of them very hard. And, um, so we've continued to process it and, you know, try to see the good and, and acknowledge all the good that both of them did in such a short um, short amount of time for both of them. They were on this earth for a short amount of time but made serious impact.
2: Yes, indeed. Did you see, I'm, I'm sure many of us saw, um, and there's been so much on with Kobe, um, where he was talking about people saying to him, Kobe, man, don't you wish you, you know, I wish you had sons to carry on the legacy and said that in front of his daughters and that Gigi said, I got this. <laughs> right? Yeah, that was powerful. And um, so Kobe the dad, you know, the, the girl dad, as it's being referred to. Um, and fathers of girls, it's it's a, such a critical relationship. It's such an important topic, um, probably now more than ever, given what we're facing in our communities. Let's, let's talk about that. Um, as as fathers of of girls um what are your thoughts about that you know how does that how does this connect for you i mean for for me i mean it, it was man i actually
5: was sitting on the bed with my daughters watching tv when i you know when the first uh text came through about it you know um and so it really um it touched it, it hit different you know um mm-hmm. and just the thought you know, I thought I thought about how, how tragic it was, but then I th- I also had a thought of like, man, if I if I had to go, I would, I don't know if I would mind going with them. I you mm, know, mm. to the, the leave my biggest fear is to kind of I know that's gonna, that day gonna happen one day, but to leave them behind, kind of thing. Yes, and I you know I just saw my all my thoughts like that. Yeah, I was you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah. I was like, wow. I, I wonder where they where they sitting together. Like all those kind of things went through my mind, yes, but um, yes. I just I being I think you know fatherhood for me has been my greatest blessing uh i always i think a lot of men envision having a son you want to have a son i I have two girls and Mm -hmm. uh i just it's been the most amazing thing for me and i think they've made me uh try to be the best person that i that i could be and um you know and and i think for for everybody that's here um and 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 The idea of being like career driven and having a lot of people in the world depending on you um, and knowing and understanding the importance of carving out that time, making sure you have that time with your girls um, is something that's, you know, very important to me. And I saw that 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 for Kobe, that was essential. You know, I think part of the whole helicopter piece when I saw a clip of him explaining why he started doing that. Right. So that he can get home in order to spend time with his girls because if not he'd be in LA traffic an hour mm. and a half, two hours, missing mm. out on that time. Mm. To me that spoke to me. Like that's wow. why I try to do the things that I do to get home or say no to things when I when it's hard to, but to to maximize the time I you know, to spend with my family.
2: That's real. That's hey, LA traffic's no joke man. No, right? No, <laughs> <laughs> anybody I know that <laughs> for sure. Right. That quality time, talk about that. Um uh,
0: Ah, uh, for me, um, my daughter saved my life. Mm. Um I had my daughter a single dad since she was in the fourth grade. She's twenty four today. Wow. Mm. Um mm. I wasn't going nowhere fast. Uh and it also ties into the work that I do now. Um, I haven't forgotten. Um just Picking my daughter up from Georgetown, visitation in traffic mm. to go back at the time I had a, a graphic business, right? And um, to watch her do homework in a truck. Wow. You know, because I got to get back to work because mm. when you work for yourself, there is no hours. Right. There's no nine to five, right? <laughs> you know, so um, 1995, October 5th is when I just cold turkeyed and that's when my life changed. Because in my family, the men aren't around. Mm. You know, um, how uh, life for me changed with my daughter being born. Life um, History repeated itself. My grandfather had my mother. Wow. And her mother wasn't there, right? Um, so, uh, it's touching right now. <laughs> yeah. But um, helpful, I, I, when it happened... I immediately called my daughter. Um, I met with her. We went ate, um, and I just wanted to look in her eyes. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know, and um, I know she know because she said something to me last night. I'm about to tell you this. Um, it's all good. She said uh, she's never been without me. Mm. And when I when we were eating dinner, I looked in her eyes, and it was like I was no way I could live without her. Like, I would have to leave first. Um, and, and that's where I was when I heard the tragedy. I didn't want to believe it, but I had to get to my child.
3: Mm,
0: right. You know, and even though she's grown, she still lives home, but it don't matter as you a child, right? And to see her from crawling and all of that stuff, and I was there from day one, and I still do it now, uh, you're not getting older to me. You just... Going to different schools for me. <laughs> right. right. That's all. <laughs>
2: That's real. Yeah. You know,
3: uh, the, um, on the memorial service, you know, I was so struck by Vanessa Bryan and her strength, right? Yeah. But well, one thing that she said that really stuck with me, which I have thought ever since I heard this, was and, is that she knows that they needed to go together because it was fitting for them to go together because neither one of them could have been here without the other one. Mm-hmm. And that's right. very similar to the, the, the love that you're describing Adrian. Exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was profound when she said that it
3: was, it, was, it really mm-hmm. was and, and, and it showed, you know, uh, I didn't really know a lot about her. I just knew that she stayed through Kobe through a lot, you know, and they were still together, but I didn't, really know what type of woman she was but she showed the world that behind a great man is a great woman she she was a soldier and you could tell in the way that she presented all everything about her daughter and you know and and her husband and you just couldn't you know it made all of us wonder like if i was in that situation would i be able to pull that off she she did it with grace but uh, she spoke about the deep
2: love between the two of them. Yeah. Mm. Grace and strength. You know, I think Isaiah was talking about her composure and her demeanor made everybody else feel okay. Mm. Like she was yeah. worried about how everybody, how the world felt. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Steve? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah it's amazing stuff. Jason, you think about and work on and are, in fact, a father and promote and support fatherhood um love to hear your thoughts about you know yeah. this 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 piece
6: so i don't i actually i have a boy uh, but one of the things in our office we have like father fun days mm-hmm. and cuz our 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 agency is fathers men and boys people assume we do things for fathers and sons and i encourage people to bring their daughters like it's not for it's for fathers and families mm. and having events where men can bring their daughters to is so important uh, to bond and connect um, and I see it all the time I see it uh, being in the community I see men that um, are torn apart for if they're not able to see their child uh, if they're having visitation issues uh, for one two days torn apart hmm. and and it's just so important it's, it's it's just so important that that there are um, agencies like ours that that support fathers specifically. Um, I mean, I don't have to tell you that, like, like one of the reasons uh, to have an agency that's advocating for you. Uh, a lot of a lot of cities have uh, women's offices, but very few have men's offices. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so it's just I'm, I'm I'm excited that Mayor Bowser thought it was important enough to to make it an agency.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's it, it's amazing. We take it for granted. You're right. I'm sorry, Jason. Can you talk a
3: little bit about the flip the script campaign. I, I love every time I see one of the pictures a uh, uh, posting about it.
6: Yeah, absolutely. So essentially um, there is an overrepresentation of black and brown men in the media as being either violent um, or being not being fathers to their children. So there was a report done on the uh, CDC showing how untrue that was. And more importantly, uh, the effects of it. Right. So, if boys grow up seeing, uh, themselves a certain, seeing negative imagery of themselves, that could affect their self-esteem. Uh, and if people who don't have, uh, people who don't have black and brown men in their, in their, in their lives or around them, positive images, that those negative imageries they see on television, uh, can become their reality. And which is very dangerous if it is a police officer or if it is, mm-hmm. um, a judge or a teacher i mean black boys are being suspended at a higher rate uh than white boys uh at at at, at kindergarten right so uh having positive representative po- positive images of black of black fathers was so important so important that we actually partnered uh with uh Asi to do a uh a campaign where we put out uh images of black and brown fathers with their children on buses, metro stations, trains, all throughout the city. And it's currently still up at the Gallery Place Chinatown Metro uh, screens. Yes, uh, We hit 20 million followers off that campaign alone per month. Wow! And it's, it's 10 it. months strong. So uh, we had uh, two presidential candidates, uh, Julian Castro, Cory Booker, jumped in and flipped the script, D.L. Hughley. We've had a lot of folks jump in, uh, Jeff Johnson, Tony Lewis. My man <laughs> jumped in yes, and uh, flipped the script and changed the narratives on how black fathers are viewed.
2: And that's just it—changing the narrative, which is so so necessary and so uh, profound. The the work that you've done and the impact of flipped the script. And thank you. You know, it, yeah, absolutely. It's really uh, so important because the because we know what the na- the narrative has been right yep. and 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 continues to be pushed by yeah. some right
6: and that's why one of the things when girl dad started the hashtags started going uh uh viral mm. is to see so many uh fathers posting up their their, their videos their their, their their all their content it was just it was for me it was food for the spirit yeah. to see
3: well, it really was it's
5: so beautiful it was. Mm-hmm. yeah i wish i had
6: a girl i, I got you know mm-hmm. i don't so i couldn't post it but <laughs> I, was, I was i was sharing everybody that did
5: right can i make a comment on flip the script though just sure. in terms of the, the campaign the guy like, in metro stations and <laughs> you know, buses one day i was at turkey Thicket rec center and i'm walking around the track <laughs> and a bus come down michigan avenue with my man silas grant yeah, his silas, like i yeah. literally his yeah. i don't know what was going on with me that day that's right. another thing about being a girl dad and got me real soft but I, <laughs> I, I was walking i'm by myself i saw the bus man i really like teared up i said yeah. man look at my man look at my knee like Silas, like my bro man look at right. look at him with my knees and i know wow. i think the bigger piece was what i know what having molly did for him like he already an incredible guy but like yeah. just what you, right, you, you, understand? And I'm saying, yes. I'm seeing this memorialized on this bus for the world to see, and to your point about the impact that I know that that has when people, that the, the I mean, Adrian was speaking about this before we came you, about the impact of seeing us in a certain way, how it just changes the way people see us, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. It's just yes. that that campaign is incredible. Marvin Gaye, another guy who yeah, I know doing, him with his family, right? That with his kids, right? Yeah, them pictures are incredible, man, and with yeah. the, the placement right. of them,
6: I mean. It's, it's unbelievable. Thank you, thank yeah. you. I mean, and uh, Director Booth is going to put him in the in the DC jail, which was I was excited when he told me about that. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah, we had a lot of support. And Silas, so, for instance, for Silas's uh silas you I, i've rarely seen silas outside of a suit and tie you've probably seen him in other things right he showed up in a hoodie <laughs> he said that was the first time he had been with his daughter by himself so they was up most of the night his eyes was real puffy wow. and he showed up to the shoot and took photos um and uh went back to sleep afterwards <laughs> but it was good to see his dedication to it so i, I love the brother for that wow Thanks.
2: So you all are really speaking to what my next question was or the next issue, um, and you're speaking to it already, and that is um, the narrative, of course, but also how do we continue um, as a community, and certainly you, you brothers here are living living it and doing it, how do we translate being a father uh, and particularly a, a girl dad into our culture of how we view and treat our sisters and our women,
6: yeah.
2: and our mates and our friends and our neighbors, right? Who 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 are female?
0: Um, on house, on my side, um, <clears throat> it's not yeah. distributed in the home, um, especially my home. Um, like I said, uh, my grandfather took my mom, but other men in my family wasn't a part of their kids' lives. So it wasn't taught in my home outside of my grandfather. Mm. Um, I was talking to Tony earlier about um, making something corny look, you know, look great to do. A bunch of men yeah. in suits, mm. you know, going out in the community supporting our businesses. Mm. Um, and he was saying that would um, resonate into a lot of different messages. And and it's nothing negative would come out of it. And I, and we came up with I came up with this idea because in the old times this is all they had
2: that's what it was no sweatsuits wasn't hoodies "Hmm." like that no yeah Yeah. have a hoodie
0: to change into you played in the suit yeah (laughs) rolled up your pants right yeah played so it's it's almost like we gotta um make these things that's corny to people Mm -hmm. relevant again Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and and by and you can't talk to it you gotta do it you gotta show it and they start to see those things we started to drill back into what we had when we were young kids, and we respected the woman. And because most music now is be this, be that, right? You know, so if we talk a different talk and we walk a different walk, it'll definitely change. But Chaos One and them talk different than their music till now, right? You know, they didn't have those type of conversations in that music when we were coming up. So Damn. it's 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 making that stuff relevant again. Um it's gonna be corny in the beginning, but let someone copy that is what I said to uh Tony earlier. Mm-hmm. Right. Let, copy that and take it across the United States, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah.
5: right. Yeah, I know is uh Jay Z got a line in one of them records that say um say I apologize often womanized it took for my child to be born to see through a woman's eyes right yeah yeah and uh, that resonated with me yes, right yeah, mm-hmm. and not not so much in just in terms of you know me seeing myself as being um you know such a bad guy when it can always be respectful to women to the to the best of my ability or to my consciousness right but when right. you have a little girl um you know even outside of like relationship stuff even in terms of what you what you you want the world, the entire world to be open to her, so and you want to talk to her with confidence that she can literally be anything right right so so you start to think like, well, yeah, you, know, a girl can do anything a boy can do. I probably never would have said that <laughs> prior to having a girl <laughs> yeah. that's how it changed me, you know what I mean, yeah, like right, if you right, know so. you know, like my daughter might say, you know. You know my three year old daddy. I want to play football or something. I ain't gonna tell her she can't play football. I, but fuck my girls don't play. But she, you want to play football? All right, we uh-huh. We're gonna get you a help. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I right, yeah, just yeah, use yeah. that as an example. And I think that's exactly. what my daughters have done for me. And so, so moving past them though, it, it absolutely changes just how you see women in general. Yeah. Right. I, I know for me it has, and it's, it's made me more conscious of my interactions with women. Like I, I, I definitely don't feel like I was like a misogynist in any way or what have you. But it just has has changed me um, in terms of I'm more conscious of everything related to women. Because when I talk to them, I want to be truthful and honest. I want them to feel that I mean it when we talk about them being potentially being the president or the you know an ambassador to brazil or whatever it is these things we be talking about in the house (laughs) and not really be meaning that but i gotta believe it in order for them to so you know that's i think that's how it's impacted me
6: obama Uh had something that he went to like every christmas like the president goes out somewhere and gives out gifts and they had a, a barrel and he had to put you know, this is a boy gift versus this is a girl mm. gift. And you seen that? And then he had like a basketball came out and he was like, girls like basketball? Right. Like, <laughs> he put it in the girl pile. There you go. And like the Nerf guns, he put it in the girl pile mm. because I guess we, we train our girls to to only have this one viewpoint that is not accurate. It's Facts. I mean, girls can do whatever Facts. they want to do. Lego sets. Lego sets.
5: Like, why does she? Trucks. Why she can't? Yeah, trucks, leg like, blocks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. my daughter, my oldest daughter, she loves that stuff, right? She's inclined. Like, she, I think she's gonna be like a, I don't know, <laughs> like architect or something, right? Yeah. Or be a right. builder. But her granddad is works in construction. Right, he's a builder. Right. Yeah. Right.
2: Exactly. My, I
5: don't put no. My, we buy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my wife put. Nah, I ain't even ashamed to say this. I can't put together nothing. Oh, you too, <laughs> you hear me, bro. I can't put nothing, together nothing. nothing. Not a thing. Right. Any TV stand? My, 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 my money. Oh, kid, bro. My my wife.
6: <laughs> my wife do it too. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, my. I can't put the note. My I can too, build it, like, Give me directions, I can't put it together. Bro,
2: I cannot do it. Been anything. over there for two hours. <laughs>
6: yeah. So like what? If, if I do do it, I look at the box right. and I just kind of match it with the yeah, box guy. That's what I do. I'm about to read all of this. You crazy? Right. Exactly.
2: Right. So, no, that's it, though. And um, just, uh, you know, as we want for our daughters as our sisters, everyone is somebody's daughter. That's everyone right. is somebody's right. sister, right, what have you, and, and that we can spread that. And I think that it's the narrative that is shifting is based on a reality, you know. Like it, it. there are brothers, countless out there living this, you know, um, emulating this. Right? And we just have to highlight, continue to highlight that, so that it will spread. You know, yes, there's not enough
0: of it being wow. seen. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
5: Kobe, Kobe's
2: situation, the girl
5: dad piece is really, I think, and I think like the men in this room and a lot of other men have already been in that line, but has has freed people to be more transparent about, um, you know, a lot of people being good. Doing, being good at fatherhood and fathering boys and girls, but really like saying it is okay to show that. Yeah. Right. Matter of fact, your measurement of your manhood and how cool you are is gonna be based on how well you parent. And I think that's another amazing thing, hopefully
2: that we can take away from this. That's an amazing amazing legacy and um and a perfect note for us to to end this phase of the conversation. Fortunately we're out of time um, but certainly want to ask you brothers to join us again um, for this and other conversations. Anytime. It's been an honor to have you yes, all sir. here.
4: Thank you for having Thank you, me. Thank you so yeah, much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
2: Absolutely. Um, host Sierra Shine is up next, who is also our amazing engineer on the Wheels of Steel. And she's up next with Sankofa with Shine, WPFW's program dedicated to sharing intergenerational knowledge. And at 8 p.m., it's Love Thology with Donald Temple. Also tune in to Dr. Richard Wolf and Economic Update tomorrow at six p.m. You've been listening to Led by Love. Peace and blessings.
1: I don't wanna write this down. I wanna tell you how I feel right now I don't wanna take no time to write this down I wanna tell you how I feel right now Hey, tomorrow may never come For you or me, life is not promised Tomorrow may never show up For you and me I'm trying to do the best that I can with what it is I have. I ain't no perfect man. I'm trying to do the best that I can with what it is I have. Put my heart and soul to the top. I hope you feel me. Where I am and wherever.